Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Ananobi catch and shoot. Down the bottom of the well for OG Ananobi. Toronto wins it. OG splashes it home on the cross-court pass from Lowry. OG's three puts Toronto back in the series. They win it 104-103. That was as quick as you can shoot a shot, PK. He didn't even want to follow through. He just kind of flipped it up there, afraid it'd be in his hand for another tenth of a second or two, and they'd rule it late. But he just kind of flipped it up there, and it went in. Dramatic. 2-1 oh, now. Oh, I know. Oblady, Oblada with that three. Life goes on for the Raptors. Oh, how life goes on. <laughs> Looked like they were about to go down 3-0, and that would have been it. That game was dramatic. That game had the fun finish. Clippers and Nuggets, that was over early. You had a chance to go watch baseball or go to bed early, PK, because you knew what was going to happen with the Clippers and the Nuggets pretty early on. 120-97, to the Clippers were up by 25 in the third quarter. They were rolling. Yeah, the Clippers play like that. They're the best team in the league. It's why I picked them to win it all. I don't know if they're going to play like that a whole bunch more times. But when they do, I don't think anything, any team is better. They got Beverly back. He gave him a little bit of boost. So I think they got all their guys now. And uh, maybe you can say the Nuggets were gassed a little bit, but it doesn't matter. The Clippers just looked really good, and they got a great defensive team when they want to be. And they got a lot of parts, and they got a superstar at the top. They seem to have what they need to win it all. The only team that looks like they can stand in their way would be the Lakers. And the Lakers are going to count on two guys. And can those two guys do it four times in seven games? Because it doesn't look like there's anybody in the East. The Lakers in the Western Conference would be the biggest hurdle. Otherwise, Kawhi Leonard, rare air. Three titles with three different teams. A back-to-back champ. (laughs) The only one in the NBA. Nobody else is back-to-back. Kawhi just personally would be. Uh, today, Bucks and Heat. Miami's up 2-0 at 4:30. Rockets, Lakers, game one at seven. Uh, first game's on TNT. Second game's on ESPN. Yuck! That's a weird deal. They spoil them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. That's unbelievable. John Moran is the NBA Rookie of the Year. 99 out of a possible 100 first place votes. It's like the Baseball Hall of Fame. You don't want the Rookie of the Year to be unanimous. That didn't make any sense. He was easily the guy. Well, he easily won it. Charlotte Hornets announced radio broadcaster John Falk will not return, violating the team's social media policy. Suspended indefinitely August 17 after he used a racial slur in a tweet about a playoff game between the Jazz and the Nuggets. It never occurred to me that you could change two letters and end up in a lot of trouble and lose your job, but it turns out he did. One year with the club and he's out. Well, when I saw that, I said, what the fuck? I mean, it was unbelievable. Started thinking of a uh, De Niro movie. De Niro movie? I guess you didn't. The Yockers. <laughs> yeah, Yock, there you go. Yock was thinking of it. Oh, I don't know. You say Yock or Falk? Uh, 
yeah, he claimed that the Nuggets, when he typed it, somehow uh, auto-spelled into the N-word. Sort of crazy there. I did uh, one time, well, probably more than that, but I have, I think we've all uh, sent stuff and auto-correct has changed it to something else. But I, I don't know how that could happen. But that was a tweet. It's just amazing to me how many people have lost jobs or whatnot because of Twitter. Enough that you couldn't count them. You would try to count them up, and then whatever it was, someone would double-check your list and find out you missed people. It's a lot of people. I, I should just use it like you do. It just You're right. You should. Every, everything is happy. Absolutely. Promos, not even happy. It's like, this is this. This is when this is on. I I just can't do it, though. But see, the thing is, well, it depends if you believe the story or not. What? Well, Well, that's just his individual story, but so what? I mean, there's been, as you say. There have been a lot of people. Countless others. Yes. I, I I can't use it to advertise. I can't use it to promo. So I'm just not going to use it. Yeah, okay. Well, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. While a couple of teams will have fans in the first week, I anticipate more communities will have fans and more stadiums will have fans as the season goes on. As we show and demonstrate that we can do this safely. And I think that's the, the challenge for us. And we accept that challenge. We believe that we can do that. That's Roger Goodell on putting fans in the stadiums and then putting more fans in the stadium and then putting more fans in the stadiums. That's how I'd expect it to evolve over time. People want to go to games and clubs want to make money. So you would think, hey, let's do it with this number of people. Okay, that worked. Let's bump it up a few more thousand. And what he said is kind of, I don't know, dog bites man stuff, isn't it? Isn't that how you'd expect it to evolve? Um, I guess unless I they had some big setback and outbreak, but... I told you in June they're going to have at least 10,000, and they're going to go from there. Yep, and then pump it up. An NFL guy told me that in June. The New England Patriots named Cam Newton as the team's starting quarterback and a team captain. So when Bill Belichick a couple days was talking about how great his work ethic is, you can see it all building towards this. He's the guy, and we'll see how far the Patriots go because obviously – they lost multiple people in free agency, then they had multiple guys opt out, and plus it's the NFL, so with the exception of the Patriots, eh, most teams you never know year to year anyway. I guess there's a handful of others you can kind of guess. Saints are usually pretty good. But we saw the Rams go to the Super Bowl and then completely fall apart. That happens too. Seattle Seahawks suspended wide receiver re-signed suspended wow messed that up with one word didn't I Seattle Seahawks re-signed suspended wide receiver Josh Gordon to a one year deal he's 29 years old PK he was a ute for a couple of minutes impressed everybody in a couple practices but he's had multiple problems been suspended changed schools in college and suspended in the NFL looks like he's on track to get reinstated curious how good Josh Gordon can still be me too is he, is he like 700-yard, 50-catch guy with five or six TDs? Or is he just dominant, explosive guy, and we've been missing this rare talent forever, and he's going to have you know, 12, 1,300 yards and a dozen TDs, 100 catches? Yeah, I think I'd be more worried about him staying clean 
just staying on the field and giving you something. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts made center Ryan Kelly the richest center in NFL history, signed him to a four-year contract extension, $50 million bucks, $34 million guaranteed. How many losers are there in pro sports, PK? Two. <laughs> I thought the answer was none. You have graded it to two? <laughs> I, there's got to be somebody out there. <laughs> Very few, if, it, if any. I don't think anybody in our audience could have named Ryan Kelly as the Colts' starting center. And yet, he's got $34 million guaranteed. And he might make more than that. So. Good for him, man. I, I don't have any problem with that. That's awesome. Adrian Peterson, as he find him at the end of the road? Washington letting him go. He's 35 years old. Ran for almost 2,000 yards and 12 touchdowns in two seasons in Washington. So, average a little less than 1,000 a year. Fifth on the all-time rushing list. Fourth in rushing touchdowns. See if somebody scoops him up. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Handoff. Jermaine Brown cuts it up at the 25. Veers right at the 20. To the 10. To the end zone. Touchdown, UAB. Lovertich wants to throw, swings it out, far side. Baker avoids a tackle. He's down the far sideline. Goodbye, Baker. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. There was college football last night, PK, but looking stuff over, I, I couldn't get into it. Did you get into it at all? Get into it? Watch the game for a while. Get caught up in it. South Alabama beating Southern Mississippi there, 32-21. Central Arkansas, your favorite television team now. Lost to UAB, 45-35. UAB, yeah, I I, I did watch some of that. I have, uh, I know somebody, uh, extended family who has uh, somebody who is... uh, in the athletic department at UAB, and so when they dropped the football program, it was a big deal, and then they brought it back. So very, very casually from a distance, I follow that program. So, yeah, I did watch it a little bit. You might be able to watch some Pac-12 football because the commissioner announced a deal with the Quidel Corporation, daily coronavirus testing, results back in 15 minutes. He called it a game-changer. No guarantee on a start date. It pointed out that half the conference, the four California schools and two Oregon schools, are in states that won't even allow contact practice right now. But still, it seems like a step forward. A little ray of hope that we'll have something at some point. Well, Larry Scott called it a game changer. And I do think that it's something for... Uh, to be positive about, uh, you know, I think I, they're just going to do whatever the Big, 12, uh, Big Ten does. So uh, I'm not really worried about the Pac-12 as far as football because i got to worry about what the Big Ten does. Because whatever the Big Ten does, they're going to play follow the leader. Uh, I do think that this means that basketball stands a better chance of starting earlier because they had said that, you know, they weren't going to start any sports to January 1st, which decimates non-conference basketball. Well, I think that that can bring that back to an extent, not completely necessarily, but to an extent. And then I had to laugh that, they, you know, they still hung up on the student athlete stuff because they said that, well, it's just, you know, it just, uh, we don't think a bubble for basketball is right because it takes them away 
from uh, the normal student-athlete life. They don't have a normal student-athlete life. (laughs) They're already in a bubble. It's just a a bubble on the uh, one end of campus, wherever the basketball facility is. They told you about the story of the one kid who just went to the coach and said, hey, you got to be here all day. It's Sunday. Yes, you got to be here all day on Sunday. Well, what about my wife? What do you do with married players? You're the first guy we've had who's been married in 29 years of coaching. So this is what we do. So they're already separated. They're not part of the normal student-athlete experience. But they want to continue to have this facade that they really are because it just looks bad to academic types. And the university administrators don't want to have to keep hearing it from getting crap from the the the, whatever I, the ivory professor. tower types right yeah who yeah don't and on want top of that at all and on top of that they don't want to give the players more money you're a student athlete I'm not a student if you're not a student then you're gonna have to pay more and it, we we've seen that kind of get pushed back right the the, the scholarships and they're all inclusive they get a stipend on top of it but when you hear what the market is. When coaches or assistant coaches and people in the industry tell you that oh, this player's getting twenty-five grand and this player's getting a hundred grand and this player uh, he's not even getting paid to go to the school, he's getting paid just for a home visit. So their value's capped. Some of them, not all of them, some have more value, and, and they don't want to pay them. I mean, Yak, you think you and I are conspiracy theorists? We thought young, naive Yak wasn't. And one day he's dropping. He goes, I don't know about the Mac, DJ, but the other three leagues that drop football are all the ones that had the players' union forming. Come on, that didn't raise an eyebrow? I'm like, wow, Yak was more cynical more quickly than me. I, I but you're right. believe it. Yeah, they're the three. And it'll be interesting to see if they come back, how quickly the players' unions are back saying, hey, what see, about us? Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about that, too. It's now time for Little Leaguers because we just read that ESPN ABC has re-upped the Little League World Series. Well, it's about the players, man. And why aren't the players getting a piece of that pie when they're broadcasting the games? So if I'm Little League, I say, hey, either you pony up or we don't play. Quadruple the allowance or I'm stuck on this bench. Playing this video game in the dormitory. It's about the players. When we turn in, I just saw a a thing 30 years later on Cody Webster of Seattle. And and they did a He was the guy when they won it up there 30 years ago. So, and and he went to Eastern Washington and flamed out, which is most of them and the parents are all excited because their kid is going to make it. No, it's not. And so we tune in to watch the boys. I think the players, the, the Little League players, should get some money. I mean, I want their licenses and images and, and what's the L stand for? Or what's the... Name, image, and likeness. Name, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. Name, image, likeness, and no vegetables on the weekend. I'll eat those green beans on the weekday. Not on the weekend. Oh, I mean, you're making a joke, and I'm dead serious. Yeah, leverage now. Dabo Sweeney, it's good to see progress from the Pac-12 and Big Ten. I'd love for them to play, and testing's a great opportunity for everyone, for sure. So, should we hold on to the college football playoffs so everybody can be included? Ah, we're ready to roll. That'd be something I wouldn't be in favor of. It'd be hard to start November and then push the season into February. (laughs) Well, I agree with him on that. I think he's thinking, my guys, I'm going to lose more guys to the NFL. I want to play because I got a chance to win this whole thing. 
And I know I'm going to have three to five to seven guys opt out to the NFL and not be available for a February or March playoff game. Uh, yeah, sure, I buy that. Nor do I think he gives a crap if those other two leagues play, for that matter. No, I think deep down he's thinking, that, well, the Pac-12 is not going to be it anyway. This is just about Ohio State. And I'm not going to lose games to wait for Ohio. I'm not going to lose players while I wait for Ohio State. I don't blame him. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Alonzo rips it down the left field line. Toward the corner, it's deep, and it is good! A home run! A walk-off! And Pete Alonzo, with a leadoff two-run homer in extra innings, has given the Mets a come-from-behind victory of 9-7 against the New York Yankees. One day after the death of the franchise, Tom Seaver, the Mets have pulled off a stunning comeback for the franchise against their rivals from the Bronx. All right. A thousand announcers are called a million games, but that was a very 2020 phrase right there, PK. A leadoff two-run homer. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy that. at second base to start extra innings, so you can have a leadoff two-run homer now. I hope he wasn't thinking that Tom Seaver from the great beyond allowed Alonzo to hit that ball over the fence. I don't know what he was thinking, but it seemed like that's what he was referencing. Yeah, we're getting a little silly on that stuff. Clayton Kershaw, 2,500 career strikeouts. Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 5-1. to one. Kershaw with a strong outing. So, he averages about 200 a year for his career PK, and you think he's got three years left in him? He's 32. That put him at 35 for 3,000 career strikeouts. A big number. thought about that. I mean, that's a big number, but what does it get you? Hall of Fame, which he'll probably get anyway. So in his case, probably not that much. Yeah, I think for him, it's trying to have success in the postseason shake that thing that has just been over his head. That's a dark cloud that he's got. 29-10 and 10 for the Dodgers uh, as they continue to Dominate. I was going to say continue to fine-tune, but what's to fine-tune? They're on like 121 pace right now. Try to remain as a dominant team. Keep their edge heading into the postseason because they are running away from everybody. Mike Clevenger, after the trade, made his debut with the Padres, and they got shut out. Angels beat him 2 to nothing. Padres only mustered three hits in that one. Yeah, I think Haney's their best pitcher for the Angels. He's a nice throwing left-hander. Uh, and I watched that game. It was on in the afternoon. hes They don't have a lot of pitching, and he's one of the guys who can get you some wins. Clevenger was strong. Two runs, seven hits, over six innings, but not good enough. DJ PK. Hashtag RSL. So we were sitting here about a month ago discussing how RSL could defend and was one of the elite clubs defensively, but they just could not score goals. Playing a couple of scoreless games and after those couple scoreless draws and a 1-1, how, where are the goals going to come from? So they've scored 10 goals in three games now. They've given up seven goals in three games. So it's like club totally got flipped on its head. Doesn't make any sense, but one of those teams that they played a scoreless draw with, Minnesota, they play them 
coming up on Sunday, and that'll be uh, 6 o'clock for the kickoff in that one. We're watching these guys. It's like watching, uh, you know, Paul Westhead's teams now. <laughs> if I leave for two minutes, I miss everything. And it's not just, uh, as Dunny likes to point out, it's not just uh, the fact that they've scored 10 goals in three games. It's actually 45 shots in the last two games, which is an outrageous number. Club record up at Portland. So we'll see what happens with Minnesota. If they, uh, you know, as soon as you start expecting high scoring, then, you know, there'll be another game with nothing. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up today, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us at 8 o'clock and uh, put a bow on the season. Thoughts on where they're going now in the offseason. We'll talk with David in about uh, 45 minutes, 40 minutes. Uh, Kareem Copeland, Washington Post reporter, covers Navy. Will give us a lowdown of the BYU-Navy game, which is hilarious because he used to work right here in Utah for the Associated Press. But now he's the guy to give us a lowdown. Navy's got a new quarterback because he graduated a really good senior last year, PK. And looks like they're going to be starting a senior again. So he's inexperienced, but he's a senior. What does that mean? I guess he's a better thrower than Perry was, so maybe they might air it out a little bit more. Yes, and uh, defensively. They might uh, be upgraded on the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk with Kareem Copeland about all of that. Coming up at 8.30, get the lowdown on Monday night's season opener. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Stay with us.